Dude, I will say, I just, so I just made a fucking intro to the thing. I can imagine. It's a lot of pressure. Because that's the thing that everyone hears. I don't even know what your podcast is called. Uh, this is funny, right? Has a podcast you can check out. It's called This Is Funny, Right? This is funny, come on, right? Please clap your hands. Please make some noise for Shane Niles. This is like... Right on. Just yeah. giving a heads up. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the coffee, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, we're rolling. We oh. can, yeah, we can start like that. Uh, sitting down with Brett Hayden. Hello. Uh, pretty weird, man. It's not weird. It's uh, super cool, actually. I got an email from Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle for your Comedy Rumble. Yeah. I feel like you made it, man. That's sweet to me. I don't know. It was like a big deal for me. I was like, hell yeah. Thank you. No, uh, actually, I mean, there was a lot more cooperation there than them just spontaneously doing it. Uh if I'm being honest, I think uh, Laura, do you know Laura, their social media girl? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, she yeah, takes the photos. Yeah. Yeah. Laura is awesome. Like, I have a direct. I mean, the thing is, they're so accessible, and I don't think people understand that. It's like, you can email Mark, and more likely than not, he'll get back to you within, like, an hour. Yeah, yeah. He just, I just sent him, uh, I just got a good clip, and when I applied for uh, this year, he's like, you know, just a heads up, you want a better clip than what you have. So I just sent him my clip as like, it's a good clip now. And I was like, hey, if you have any pop-up shows or fallouts, just let me know. By the way, here's a good clip. And within like 20 minutes, he was like, hey, you should definitely use this to submit to other comedy clubs. But yeah, yeah it was really nice. Yeah, no, Mark's cool. And uh, the other thing, too, is just like uh, when I actually started selling tickets, it wasn't until a little less than a month because we had maybe 20 pre-sales. And as you know, like Ridley's is 400 people. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, damn. And because uh, I was I was getting really worried because I did the thing where it's just like a lot of comedy contests. Sometimes you feel a little bit of internal pressure to do a mix of like new and old, because sometimes it's like, yeah, new, maybe not be quality or might not be quality. But, you know, those people will promote and they can still draw. You're talking people. about new comics for people listening. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Oh, you're Is, uh, but uh, I kind of was like, you know what? No, I'd rather just like 30 people I like that are like good comics or like solid enough. And uh, so we're a little less than a month. And then uh, I, Laura, start, we start emailing back and forth. And she's like, I'm going to send it out in our email blast. And then just like right away, we went from like 20 tickets to overnight. We had sold like 75 to 100. Holy shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, our email blast is like 40,000 people. So I was like, oh, so there if you go. can even get a fraction of a percent of those people. Yeah. Yeah, last I uh, I got the final number. We didn't sell out, which you know I wasn't anticipating. But, but they opened up the curtains. They opened up the curtains. Our final number was three fifteen. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what is selling out at the castle? Four hundred. Oh, okay. So I was my whole goal was just open up the back curtain. If we can get at least if we they have to make room for more people, I thought that would be enough for Mark to be like, yeah, we should totally do this again. Yeah. And then uh, I posted it the other day, but the next morning I shot a. Shot Mark an email and I just said, uh, um, "Hey man, thank you so much for letting us uh, do this. Thanks for being easy to work with." In less than five minutes, he just he emailed me back, literally verbatim, "August fifth?" Question mark. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, I'm in." Okay. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So uh, tickets will be available for that uh, May first. Okay. Do you want to explain what the Comedy Rumble is for the people listening? Yeah, I feel like uh, every podcast I've been doing lately, it's just talking about this. So I feel like people have. Uh, 
They're getting annoyed with me talking about it, but I don't care. Yeah, we got different listeners. There yeah, you go. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's we do. It's a contest, which um, if you're a comedian, for a lot of comedians, that's a red flag. But <laughs> just they, the reputation they have. Uh, our contest is, or my contest is, uh, thirty comedians, ninety seconds each, one winner. And as opposed to the audience voting, which I'll tell you a funny story about that is. Uh, we have three comedian judges vote. Yeah. And I try to do a mix of like people who've won the show. But now actually Eric Lau roommate, he, uh, he came up with an idea is we always do a final four, like the final four. Uh, one of them goes on to win the show, but then the other three are kind of just like, just like, okay. Yeah. What was the, yeah. So what we traditionally do is the winner, you know, they win the jackpot that night, but then they get the paid closing spot on the next show while we tally votes. Um, what we're going to do in the future is that'll still happen, but the other three will be the paid uh, warm-up act slash judges for the next one. Oh, okay. So you're not just like, I mean, there's more incentive to win, but it's also, I do, there's a lot of people who regularly make the finals, but don't win. Yeah. And I'm kind of tired of them feeling like left out or them feeling like a lack, like a not no sense of accomplishment. Cause there's like people who've made the finals like four times in a row. I'm just like, I'm rooting for you so bad, but yeah. it's like, I feel like you, you deserve something. Yeah. Beyond. For sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, we've been doing it a little over two years now. And, uh, I mean, we started at Sellerman's RIP. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first one that I was on was at Sellerman's. Yeah. I think it might've been the only one. Yeah. But yeah. No, we'll get you on another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm but sure. Uh, yeah, I just I remember eating shit at Sellerman's. It was not. Good. I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, realize how quick I had to get into jokes in fucking ninety seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... I started doing my set, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, my favorite is in, and this isn't a knock on you. This is just like a knock on comedians who've been doing it le- like more than a year. I think they go into it with an expectation. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's usually the newer comics that are like over prepared and they do really well. So there's people like uh, like Diana Graham, uh, Sarah Morgan. There's like these like newer comics where they're still new and still like in the process of like um, not only like figuring who th- figuring out who they are on stage, but also they're new enough that they take it like way more seriously. Like, yeah. Th- like not to say the other comedians don't, but they're like new enough. That they kind of like analyze it like, okay, how do I maximize this 90 seconds to its full potential? And it's kind of fun because then you see like the experience comics, you know, five years in, 10 years in. Like my buddy Reese Leonard, the first one he ever did. And he's one of my favorite comics. Yeah, Reese is great. He's amazing. He like uh, the first time he did it, though, he did just okay. And he did like a little under a minute. He just did not. He sat there going. He's like, oh, I'm going to destroy it, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he walked away from it. He's like, oh, there's more to this. Yeah. Than I thought. yeah. But uh, no, man, we celebrated two years in October. And now congrats. Well, thank you. And we're kind of just building a resume now to try to just get it into as many places as humanly possible. Yeah, because you've done it at the Ann Arbor Showcase, too. Yeah, that's our new home base. Yeah. When, yeah. Uh, when uh, Sellerman's RIP, they their landlord tripled their rent. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, I reached out to Roger because I was already a regular at the club. And I just said, hey, this is a show I've been running. Would you be interested in trying it out? And he... 
I thought he was gonna hate it because he hates contests. Yeah, really. Like, uh, yeah, pull back. That's a first. Yeah, that's like a guy who's like, he's like, no, it's all ego. It's all whoever brings the most people. It's like everything that a comic complains about, he has the same complaints. Yeah, which is cool because your contest is nothing like that. That's well, we try not to. Every now and then, like there will be like people, and this is again not a knock on anyone. Every now and then, there will be a person or two in the finals where I'm like, uh, you guys got that wrong. Yeah. I will say, but that's just, I feel like that's going to be every contest. Like, comedy subjective enough. Yeah, it's personal preference. Yeah. Um, I'd say more often than not, the winner has always been the right person. Maybe the finalists don't always align up. But then again, as the scene continues to grow and the talent pool is only getting deeper, um, scores are really close. Like, I had a score sheet sitting here on the table a second ago. Um, I think this might be one of them. Yeah, that is definitely a score sheet. The thing is, like a lot of the times, like I'm not gonna open it. We can we can look <laughs> at it off air. Is uh, scores are so close, uh, it's like tricky because there's been a few times where, especially like in the earlier editions of the show, we've had like seven or eight people like tie for like the finalists when we're only supposed to do like four. Oh wow! So almost a third of the show, it's like the same. And then there's people that are like maybe a fraction of a point behind them. Okay. Like, that's why we started implementing like half points because we do one to five points, but then we started doing half points just so we could make like it easier to actually come up with a final four. Okay. And even still, like the lowest like scoring people, like there's very few people who score lower than a three these days. And three out of five is considered good on our scale of points. Okay. So it's like the talent pool is like good enough that it's like everybody is doing at least good. And the thing is, they which can, is great because there's 30 comics. That's oh, saying yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's saying a lot. But it's also too like, I mean, comedians have told me they've been bent out of shape for not making the finals or whatever. But it's like, look at it from an audience perspective. They just saw 30 killers. Yeah. And like even the people they don't like, they don't even really like have time to register how much they hate them. Yeah. <laughs> so because yeah. they, they already have three new favorites 10 minutes later. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. That's phenomenal. What's it like uh, when you're scoring it? Like, is it a mad dash to like, so how, how much time does the closer do? Like 15? Uh, closer does, they only do five to seven. Five it's, to seven. It's not that, it's not too bad in terms of like tallying up the points. I mean, the only reason we do like have them do like five to seven, sometimes eight minutes, but um, like the audience is already dealing with sensory overload, like yeah. very much like I am. But and here's the thing is like I deal with a lot of sensory overload putting the shows together. Some people are like concerned. It's just like it's not so much. They shouldn't be concerned. It's just like it's a lot of things going on at once. And it's if somebody like says hi to me, like sometimes it goes completely over my head. I'm focusing on 20 other things. It's yeah. just like there's so much going on. I just feel like I'm being ruder than I actually am. Yeah, I'm sure nobody takes it that way. Oh, no, I'm sure they understand Pe what's going on. They're more understanding, but I have to reiterate it, especially like newer comics think I'm just ignoring their messages all the time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so people are already dealing with sensory overload. So we just, the way we do it is just like, keep it going. Cause if there's even like a moment to breathe, it's just like, let's just do like sensory overload for 90 minutes, just 90 minutes of straight comedy. And then when you're done, you're just like, okay, I'm good. I don't need to look at comedy for until the next one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So we tally up the scores and then we do the final four. And usually it's weird because you would think after doing like that many comics, doing that many short sets, um, the audience would be like exhausted during the closer. Um, they were a little bit at the castle. 
just because that was the first time doing it there. Showcase has been pretty good as far as as long as you're a good comedian, um, you'll do really well in the closing spot. It's usually there's a point in the actual rumble itself halfway through that people kind of like dip in and out because it's such an uh, an onslaught of comedy, yeah. so to speak, that it is. It starts off really hot, like the first 10, and then like 11 through 20, maybe there's a little bit of a dip, but it's not like anything that's going to like like ruin the show or like ruin anyone's chances of like scoring well. It's just that it really sets the tone in the first third, just because they're so like amped up, and then it's just the adjustment process, because it it's, it's like a marathon. It's a short marathon, yeah, but it is just so much one right after the other. Yeah that uh, by the end of the show, like, I mean, people who've been to multiple shows, they seem to love it, but they also are just like, this is the only comedy show I need to go to, where it's just like, I'll go to this, and then I don't need to look at comedy for another month and a half <laughs> until the next one. There's a few people yeah. who have told me that, so oh, I was wow. like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And you're getting like a, it's like a sample platter of comedians for like the local area. It's nice. Yeah, that was Nick Earl's description of it. Oh, was it? Yeah, he, yeah. he said, uh, your, your show is the uh, sampler platter of uh, michigan comedy yeah it's nice man and you get a little touch of everything oh yeah yeah did you do it at max too or no they did their own right no they did power hour power hour and then we did one there back in december the thing is i emailed their booker like and i'm not like here to talk shit about scotty but he's <laughs> he's probably more scatterbrained than i am and uh i emailed him back in september and he didn't get back to me or he confirmed the date i asked for like november like 8th or something like exactly a month before the date i requested oh wow so it was just like all right let's put one of these on a month uh, with a month's notice yeah and i was kind of like can we pull it off turns out we can yeah turned out good yeah it turned out solid like he uh he emailed me the next day and he was just like uh the staff was happy um i forget the door girl's name uh claire she was happy uh, so yeah, then when, uh, it came time to book the tour, that's coming up at the end of March, beginning of April, they, uh, they, his scatterbrainness kind of dissipated a little bit as far as like, oh, I should get back to him now. Okay. What, uh, what's this tour coming up? Uh, it's called comedy rumble mania. It literally, I just was like, uh, I want to go on a tour and then I want to come home the last day of the tour and watch WrestleMania. So literally all that was, was just me finding a nerdy way. It's like, I want to go on tour and then I want to celebrate like, uh, having finished this ridiculous tour with the next day going, uh, going home and just watching WrestleMania. Hell yeah. So the tour is the confirmed dates are March 31st at the independent comedy club. Okay. That one's called the filthiest comedy rumble. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is going to be the filthiest. We got a lot of requests for that one. Okay. Uh, I also was just putting out teasers for it on my Instagram story. And usually when I put out teasers, people like they watch it, but they don't comment on it or anything. But I put that one out and people who have never shown interest in the show before were just like, okay, I want to do that one. Yeah. So that was cool. And the independent was so stoked to like jump on it. That's going to be a crazy place to just fitting 30 comics in there on top of audience members is going to be insane. Oh, the thing is, is uh, if we sell. So if you're listening, if we sell more than 50 tickets, we go get to the big stage. Yeah, we go to Ann Hall. So. Okay. Help us out, guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, get on that. Yeah. Uh, that Wednesday, April Fool's Day, we're at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. 
and the theme for that one is we're inviting back all previous winners. Okay. So I think we got 12 of them. Okay. So a third of the show is going to be like the people who have done the best in show history. That's great. Although Jacob Barr will be closing it out. He's won twice and he's been a runner up, I think, every show he's ever done. <laughs> really? So we just decided because he was just like, uh, not saying I'm going to win again, but can I just close this one? Please? <laughs> it's like, it's not fun if I win again. It's just people will hate me more. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that kid's a beast, man. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. Um, Thursday, we're at Shakespeare's Kalamazoo. Yeah. So uh, that's a great venue, too. Yeah, that's a really fun venue it's lower level lower level is good uh we do, we don't have a ticket link up yet but that is it's been confirmed and we're booking it right now okay so people listening and i have a couple kalamazoo listeners so okay. yeah for sure go out to that show at shakespeare's uh, yeah. what was the date again uh april 2nd that's a thursday okay right on yeah really good it, uh, and it, i think it's one of the cheaper ones we're doing because the seating capacity is a little more so it might be like eight advance 10 uh, at the door so uh if you're gonna go to one definitely go to that one that's a little cheaper oh yeah uh friday we're taking off uh i was trying to get the independent on a friday we, okay we could not make it happen they had already made commitments to like out-of-towners who were doing a loop and i get that i respect it yeah for sure so friday i'm taking that off which will probably be good for everyone involved um yeah that's a lot of comedians a lot uh, of stuff back to back so yeah and the other thing is another wrestling event is that night nxt takeover so i'll just take the night off watch wrestling and then do a perfect reset for the last day of the tour okay which is at max on saturday but it's at 4 p.m whoa and the reason we're doing that is because i assumed dan curry pat sievert megan connington and robert jenkins were all going to be working that night so and also all the salsa boys okay uh, the thing is with Lansing, uh, their heaviest hitters are more than likely working that night. Okay. So I was like, okay, let's do it at four in the afternoon. So if you guys have other shows, you can go commit to those. But let's just have like a midday like brunch sort of. <laughs> yeah, party. that's gonna be cool, man. So I, I mean, I'm treating it almost like the after party of the comedy rumbles, where it's just like it's in the middle of the day. Um, I of course would like it to sell out or like make as much money as possible. But I'm also just looking at that one as kind of just like, all right, that's like the. Uh, just a nice wind down. It's just the nice wind down. It's at four in the afternoon. If it's a nice day out, the taco truck or the taco truck will be out around the corner. It'll just be like a fun hang more than anything. Like all the boys that live here with me will be there. Ella, Andrew Cassidy, all the Ann Arbor comics. We're all riding together. And oh, like, cool. Yeah. And whether the show really goes well or not, it's just like we're just going to hang out in Lansing all day. Yeah, that'll be a good time. It'll just be a yeah, it'll just be a fun culmination of like the other four days. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And Thank then you. Uh, you were talking about a little bit earlier what like you were talking about the social media push. That is ins- you do a lot of work for that, man. Dude, I don't. I mean, I mean, you do a lot of uh, between podcasting. Uh, you still you uh, Billy Reno and Steve Hansen do. Uh, is it lighten up? Yeah, lighten up podcast. And then we do shows, too. Yeah. So. I mean, you guys are like trying to build a brand, too, between the three of you. So, yeah. like, I mean, you guys know a thing or two about just like and also um Sullivan's like you guys are pretty yeah. active on like keeping up with that and just like doing a thing like every day where it's just like keeping it fresh in people's heads so you guys are like I would like I admire a lot of like uh, the DIY sort of stuff that's going on in Michigan lately to get noticed because it's working yeah and uh but yeah dude it's like I mean it's exhausting but it's also it's just I have complete creative control and like the more work I put into that aspect, it's just like, like I'm doing comedy full time right now, but I'm like, I should stress this. I'm just getting by guys. Don't yeah. think, <laughs> I, don't think I'm like hoarding money here. Yeah. Oh, I'm currently unemployed. I'm on unemployment, but I'm subsidizing the rest of the money with comedy. Yeah. You, so, can, yeah. you can't see this right now, but we just fist bump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 
yeah, it's just like I like the thing is, it's just like what I realize is like you can sincerely make a living doing comedy. I mean, again, I when I say I just get by, I literally just get by. Like I can afford like to like go out to eat and stuff, but I'm stupid for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, um, the more time I spend doing that social media stuff, it's just it, the long term effects are is what the payoff is. Yeah. Like um, the butts and seats, the butts and seats, but also like printing uh, like this kind of shit. You guys can't see this, but like just printing like the little flyers, like putting those up around town. Oh, yeah. And uh, just like also just being like more active in like whatever community you're in. It's just like when I moved to Ann Arbor, which is where we're having this conversation in uh, my dining room. Yeah. Is uh, there's a lot of townies in the way. uh people uh find out about shows in ann arbor is word of mouth i went out after an open mic last night i didn't even perform at the open mic i just like i had friends who were running it and i just popped in at the last second to say hi agave uh agave yeah 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 run by uh kevin key and jacob bar check yeah. it out uh every tuesday at nine uh one of the other comics alex bradley who uh runs a really cool show here in yeah. town yeah it's a great show i just at, did that last oh, week, or, like, two weeks ago yeah yeah it's really fun yeah it's a good room um we uh, went out to uh, Ravens Club, a bar here in town, and uh, we were just chatting it up. He's uh, he's drinking. I'm obviously drinking things without alcohol. Those <laughs> of you who know me, and uh, some of his uh, friends from other like serving jobs like pop in. They're all saying hi, and then this random guy walks in, sits at the bar with us, and again, me and Alex are just talking. We're talking about uh, comedy. We're talking about love, life. And then we start randomly talking about obscure television. We start talking about like MTV singled out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the infamous episode of MTV Cribs with Red Man. Yeah. And uh, the guy sitting at the bar next to us who's been keeping him to himself for like the last hour. He just kind of pops like he's like, sorry to eavesdrop. And he just starts asking all our opinions about comedy. We find out he's a conductor here in town. And uh, sorry to eavesdrop. I mean, clearly he was eavesdropping and then wanted to interject. Oh, I just... he was like he like there was a few times when he looked up from his phone because he was he was like enjoying listening to our conversation because yeah. he's just like, oh, this sounds way more fun than what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and he eventually kind of caved under his own. He's just like, dude, just go make a friend. You got yeah. this. <laughs> and he did. And I swear to you, man, he uh, we started talking and I swear we the three of us and uh, Alex's like uh, band friends. We were talking for like another hour and a half, and then uh, that guy gets up, and uh, he's just like, well, I got a wife and kids. It was nice to meet you guys. And uh, he uh, he looks at the bartender. He's just like, uh, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Their drinks on me. Oh, right on. So he pays for our drinks, and then we had talked about like our shows and stuff like that. And then he looks at me, shakes my hand. He's just like, Brett, nice to meet you. I'll see you April 1st. And then he just walks out. Right on, so yeah. So it was just like, it was one of those things. It was just like... Yeah, I could do all the social media till the end of time, but it's also like I didn't I almost just stayed in last night. And like if I didn't have that interaction, like, I mean, maybe that guy won't even show up, but like he liked the Facebook page. Oh, right on. Yeah. He said going in the event page and he said he's just like my wife and I have a date night now. Yeah, it's so much like people don't understand, like when somebody takes the time to do that. It means so much, man, because like it's so easy to not like. Yeah, that Mulaney bit. It's so yeah. easy to not do things. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I had a dude uh, reach out to me after I did uh, Farvers and just told me that I did a good job. But like, I mean, that carried me through for like two months, man. I was Farvers like, yeah. is that Robert Schneider's room? Yeah, yeah, and uh, Dustin Adrian. runs it too. Yeah, 
Okay, that's the Adrian room. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. they play. It's kind of. It's a little too much. They uh, play piano the entire time you perform, and it's a little distracting. Is that the one where Crosby plays? Piano? Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting cat right there. Yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. He's a nice guy. Just like interesting. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it just it means so much more when somebody takes the time to just go and like a page or comment or anything. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. It goes a long way now. Like even like I have new stickers printed. Like I'll, I'll give you a few. Yeah, for sure. Up. I want some. And uh, like the thing is just now is uh, like I still take donations for them because like to cover my own like production costs. But it's just I would hope just like just handing those out. Just people are actually like following me on Instagram. And uh, sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. I did a show. Uh, have you done One North? No, I don't think so. Okay, uh, where's, one, where's it at? It's in Jackson. Dan Curry runs it. He like was scheduled to be like the host of it every week, but I don't think he's doing every week. I think he's just kind of booking it. And okay, then he, like he'll host it or feature on it once a month. Okay, but it's a weekly thing. I did the very first one with uh, probably the two most positive people on planet Earth in comedy: Zach Martina and Pat Siever. Yep, yeah. Six people in the audience in a very weird shaped room. <laughs> Uh, we flat out told him, listen, it's just us and you guys. Uh, Zach brought me up. I did 10 minutes up top. Pat did 25. Zach did around 40. And uh, they were great. Yeah. They were great. I gave them uh, my old sticker that has my Instagram on it. I just kind of was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to ask for them to like give me money. I'm just going to give them the stickers and then just kind of see what comes of it. All six of them. Yeah. In 10 minutes, follow me on Instagram. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it's just little things like that. Just That's give, great. You yeah. had a whole audience at the, oh. in attendance follow you. That's fucking oh, great. Oh, yeah. I've had shows with 300 people where I've handed out stickers, and not one of them has yeah. followed me. But <laughs> yeah. when a room of six people that I'm basically just having a conversation with. Yeah. Well, that's an experience. You guys all went through that shit together. Yeah. No, they could not have been. They treated themselves like they were 200 people. They were great. Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. I love it when people get into the spirit of things, too. Like, because uh, like six people in a crowd could go very sour. You it know what I mean? It could go sour, but it's just like you guys realize it's just like the better your energy is, the more fun all of us will get to have. Yeah. You guys came here to, we all just want to have fun, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, also being with Pat and Zach kind of helps because I'm a polar opposite. I was going into it so bitchy. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, I'm a. Did posi- you know you were on with them? Yeah, I, was, oh, okay. I knew 100%, but I was just because I was in the MSP, uh, C spot. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet for these two guys to yeah. like destroy. And they were just like, no, we like you too. And I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. And both of those guys just dropped out. Uh, well, Zach's isn't out yet, I don't believe, but Pat Savard's album is out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called I Do What I Want Now. Yeah. And the the album cover's perfect for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Zach Martinez is uh, something like Not Too Bad of a Dad. Not Too Bad of a Dad. And then. <sighs> Which uh, you can pre order. I don't, I don't believe it's out yet. I'm not 100% sure. Sorry, Zach. Yeah. We're buddies, but I, I can't remember if it's out or not. Yeah. No, I think it was pre-order, and Pat's came out like last Saturday, and then his is still on pre-order right now, I think. Yeah. I believe. In the meantime, pick up Zach's first album. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, yeah. too. Yeah. It's a good one. Man, everybody's putting out albums, It's and they're doing great, man. Oh, no. People are just putting out their own stuff because they're tired of waiting for somebody else to do it for them yeah and like but the like everybody's qual- i'm surprised at the quality of everybody's albums like they're doing good like wes's album was great and that was at sellerman's like, yeah i'm just surprised at the quality of everything like it's super cool just to be in the scene and like see everybody putting everything out it's yeah nice. well i think it's like it's like nice now is just because uh i mean the business model is very much different than it was even 10 years ago it's like 
people were like putting stuff out like independently, but I just feel like now there's even more and more platforms to do it. And they're also seeing through um, the idea of needing a manager or needing any sort of network to like just get something out there. I mean, everybody's kind of following the Andrew Schultz sort of like uh, marketing strategy of just like, "Eh, just do it yourself. Yeah. More people will see it. It's weird, all these little skills you pick up. Like, are you doing all your graphic design for all your shows and stuff? Uh, I am. I'm using a free poster app. and Canva? The, uh, I don't know. No, uh, PixArt. Oh, okay. And Pixar. the thing is, the only thing I don't like about it is sometimes, uh, like, ads will pop up as I'm making, like, the stuff. And then certain texts, it'll say, hey, you can't use it because you've used this too much recently. And uh, I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. So, what my next investment will be will just be, like, swallow my pride and just get, like, uh, like Adobe, like, Creative Suites or yeah. Suit or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. And, because I just, I should be using Photoshop at this point for how much work I'm doing. Yeah. Because it would save me a lot more time. But it's also just, like, cutting costs just from, like, because uh, I still have to buy flyers. I got to buy a new tablecloth that's got, like, the specific name of the show on it for that one. Yeah. Like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Like, I have, like, a, I've got one sitting around here somewhere. It's got, like, the Halloween version of, like, the logo. It's got the Christmas version. And I had used that. Like, I used that one for, like, the uh, Valentine's one just because for money's sake. I was yeah. like, I'd rather buy flyers than a cool tablecloth right now. Yeah. But I'd like to get, like... Uh, uh, more cool stuff like that just like t- to up the production because like as like the show grows i think like the little things like the production the next thing i'm trying to do actually is uh there's a guy there's an artist his name is uh, mike cortada he does all the uh pretty much all the logos and like all the album covers for a day to remember okay day to remember i prevail he does a lot of like cool like band shit um he's a independent uh artist so he my next move is to like reach out to him and then have him design like one like sort of uh template i guess for like comedy rumble like a really intricate looking one okay and then just kind of use that as like a template and then just kind of like change the date in it or like change the color scheme in it yeah just throw it around and then you could just edit it yeah, yeah. but uh i kind of do want to start like or make like a cool like custom poster or t-shirt that i could actually start because there's like little things i think the show's big enough i could start actually like experimenting with in terms of like merchandise or like uh upping the production enough beyond just me doing literally 100 percent of that stuff on my phone yeah so yeah oh you're doing all the posters on your phone i do i literally holy shit yeah last night i spent two hours doing if you go on the rumble page today i just posted the uh the max like uh, posters, like the individual ones. I just spent two hours doing that yesterday. I just sat at this dining room table drinking coffee and doing that. You want to give us the handle? Uh, it's uh, here's the thing. You can actually search on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Comedy Rumble. Instagram and Twitter, that's the handle. And then on Facebook, if you just do at Comedy Rumble, it'll just uh, redirect you to the actual page. Cool. Which is just like Comedy Rumble with Brett Hayden. There was a few other like Comedy Rumble pages, but it was for like like shitty open mics. And, yeah. Like, other like temp shows yeah yeah like and that made no sense that it was just like that was just the name it didn't really have a theme or anything that's just what it was called yeah yeah that's crazy two hours on your phone just doing little and so you're doing that for everybody's pictures because you'll post up like 16 comics on one post and yeah post all their photos yeah border around it yeah i mean like and i'm sure you've made a million posters since you've started yeah it's like yeah getting and this is again i don't want to 
badmouth anybody, but just getting comedians to fucking share a post. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much like hours go into this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, that's why I started. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to make individual ones and guilt you into yeah. sharing it. And <laughs> For dude, real. It works. Yeah. I was just about to say, because like even when you put, you know, and the, the hard work is like going to somebody's profile. It's just time consuming. Going to somebody's profile, finding a picture, you know, that they might find flattering that you don't want to like piss them off with like a shitty photo yeah and then like post that like it's just so much work dude just making one flyer like oh yeah yeah i would say though it is kind of cool like uh there's a few comics that pointed out to me he's like uh i kind of like and the thing is i try to make them all like uh mobile friendly so i try to make like a square poster that they could share on any platform yeah particularly instagram story because it seems like instagram more than facebook these days are more people are gravitating towards for it. for sure yeah especially with stories too like i feel like nobody really watches facebook stories yeah nobody you know watches I, mean? I mean they do i here's the thing is i've been keeping a tally and this is the fun part about like running shows and i'm sure you kind of get some enjoyment out of like the business side of like figuring out like okay what's working in terms of like marketing strategies and yeah, stuff like yeah. That. is uh like i do have people that watch my facebook story but it's it's less than like um, Instagram. But what I've noticed uh, lately is just it's a consistency thing is like I don't think people are avoiding watching either story. It's constantly putting something in there, especially Instagram is like once I started putting like putting stuff in there like multiple times a day, I started breaking like 150 like people watching. Oh, it. wow. Which, you know, like for some people it's not a lot, but for me, especially when I was just getting like 50 to 100, because I would just like share posters with no captions, nobody's tagged in it or anything like that. Yeah. Just because I was just like, okay, I'm still trying to figure out how to use this shit. It's <laughs> stupid. But now it's just, okay, tag the club, tag the person that's in the poster, tag the location, because then it pops up in that city story. Oh, okay. Then that person regrams it, and then maybe they click on the link, and then they go like on a deep dive of that whole thing. And it's just like figuring out like how to pull as much focus as you can without spending money. Yeah. I mean, absolutely do it still, but... If there's like free ways to market your shows or like get stuff out there, it's just like take advantage of all of it while it's still free. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's always cool. Like I like uh and again, we were talking a little bit before the podcast started, just investing your money into like equipment too, like this Zoom H six, you got one too. Yeah. But I just like uh I don't know, just kind of throwing your money, reinvesting it into yourself and into like the comedy. I don't know thing. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I lost it. Oh, if you if you're curious, <laughs> no, I know exactly what yeah. you're trying to say because like the reason this tour is happening is beyond trying to just build a resume. Another thing I want to do is I want to save money. I got a pretty sweet check it from uh, Ridley's Wednesday. Oh yeah, and I, I won't disclose it, but I'll just say uh, a lot of that money is going into promotional material for the tour. Cool. Uh, the thing is, a lot of the money I make from the show personally, uh, fun fact, the first year, I did not pay myself almost anything. Okay. I would m pay myself enough to cover what I spent to promote it, but lately I've been paying myself like what I need to, to A, afford the promotional material, but I also want to save enough money because the end game would be, what is the biggest venue I could put this in and potentially sell out? Yeah. And like the end game would be like, some theater i don't know what whether it would be you know emerald theater whether it be you know uh royal oak music theater i mean 
that's like a whole other ball game. Yeah. In terms of like, because you got to rent it out. There's a down payment to like rent it out. Yeah. I know, like I had, uh, like I used to do the movie showcases and I had to rent that whole movie theater out myself. Like I had to pay for every fucking seat ahead of time. So like I was renting them out for like 600 bucks or sometimes the bigger ones, like $1,200. You know what I mean? And uh, then, I actually was going to ask you about that. Is yeah. that why you stopped running it? Because it was just adding up? No, it's just too much work. I mean, I'm looking at getting back to it. Because, like, please, we, we, for the love of God, do it. Yeah, because we sold out every single show. Did, did we ever have you on? You've had me on twice. Oh, okay. You yeah. had me on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, right on. Yeah, that was a And great then one. you had me on what movies have you done? Because I could remember. Uh, Suicide Squad, Thor, Suicide Ragnarok. Squad, and okay. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I will say this. On record, I said this on Brian Harrison's podcast because I missed his show at Canton Brewworks. Yeah. And I hope he brings it back. You probably had, in my opinion, the coolest comedy showcase in Michigan. Oh, right on. The one at the movie theater because I was like, that is the coolest idea that I'm so jealous I didn't think of. Yeah, thanks, man. Because it's like, okay, what perfect way to sell people to come to a comedy show? Oh, if you stick around, you get to watch a movie. Yeah, yeah, for the sure. The premiere. Yeah. And we were like the Harry Potter one. We uh, I partnered with a travel agency. We gave away raffle tickets to go to Harry Potter World. Like plane tickets were covered. You went to Harry Potter World. I paid for that out of pocket. Like we raffled that shit off. A comedian won one. People weren't happy about that wasn't chloe, it dan curry chloe ketchum she oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah she she won that shit which uh in hindsight i shouldn't have given the comics free tickets with their entry uh <laughs> that's really funny though. yeah yeah uh so people weren't uh, happy about that of course not but uh no it was a good time it was just a little bit too much work but now that i'm doing this and it's like a full-time gig i might go back to doing it dude if you even need a hand just like arranging that i mean that's just like it's like again it's one of those things it's Whenever you could pull focus, and especially if you can utilize something that people were probably... There's like a lot of people that were probably like, I'm already going to go see Suicide Squad. And they were just like, oh, we can get a comedy show? This is going to be a great date night. I still get I still get hit up when like a good movie comes out. Like Star Wars, people are hitting me up like, are you doing a showcase? What's going on, man? Like, yeah. we, we want the showcase back. So I'll, I'll probably end up bringing it back soon enough. Oh, no. Uh, one thing I do agree, though, it is very labor intensive. Yeah. So, I mean, if you didn't do it, I would totally understand. I would yeah. just be so happy if you brought it back though. yeah for sure it, it's it is it's just like again it is so fun and i also you ever have those shows where you're kind of like oh this is why comedy's fun yeah i felt that the first time like i like i'm halfway into suicide squad and i remember because kyle did that show too yeah like that was another fun thing was uh kyle and i kind of got lumped in a lot of the same stuff like as friends which is cool yeah so, yeah well you guys were running shows together weren't you yeah we still kind of do with 313 i'm not there every week he is yeah uh, which i'm trying to get better at but it's also like i gotta do all my other shit yeah um is uh kyle forsyth kyle forsyth he's a homie and uh good guy good guy he's doing a million things right now i'm so happy for him he uh that was like we were like halfway into suicide squad and i kind of had that weird realization because like uh i was just like Oh, if I wasn't in comedy, I wouldn't get to do this kind of cool shit. Like, I'm sitting there, I was like, I get to watch this, like, premiere of a movie for free just because I have 10 minutes of dick jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things you put into perspective. It's just like, nobody else has this job. Yeah. So, like, having, like, those experiences made me just go, it's just like, oh, I should not take any of this shit for granted. Yeah, for sure. So, and that was a cool thing, too, with doing that. Uh, you know, the ticket costs, it was a little bit higher, but we were able to cover all the costs for the comedians to watch the movie and shit like that, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. 
Yeah, but uh, the hard part about it was it's just so long. You know what I mean? It is a marathon. I think if I do it again, I won't do as many comedians on each show. I'd probably just stick to three. And then... uh, Have you thought about doing like... uh, Look at us brainstorming here. Yeah. Have you thought of uh, just doing like a tight 45-minute show where everybody just does like five to seven or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's almost just like a pre-show to the movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. hour and a half, that might be mm, sitting in a chair for that long. Yeah, and so and like it would get to the point where some people would fall asleep during the movies and shit because like yeah. they'll be drinking for the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were buying drinks and stuff, and then uh, yeah, they just get exhausted when you're watching it like an hour and a half movie. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, another thing we didn't really do was too many comedies. Like it'd be cool to like watch stand up and then maybe watch a comedy. But Dude, uh, can we talk about just like comedy movies in general? What happened to that? I know they're not killing it, right? It's not even they're not killing it. It's just like so many of them are non-existent. It's like all like multi-genre stuff. Like there's comedy elements, but it's like a black comedy. I mean, black is in like dark comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like there's no just pure just straight comedies these days. Yeah, it's few and far in between. And when they hit, they hit hard. Like the other guys is a completely underrated comedy. Other guys is great. Yeah, but that came out like years ago yeah and like the last one i remember seeing and i really enjoyed was like this is the end but even that was like a huge inside joke yeah yeah yeah. and it's just like there's no i miss the days like like judd apatow was like the last guy who was really like pumping out like just straight comedies for a while yeah like 40 year old virgin knocked up and it was just like oh this is great like this is 40 was a good one this is 40 i thought this is 40 was pretty solid i didn't love it but i was like you know what i compared to some of the other shit that's coming out yeah i'll take it it resonated with me because yeah. i was like married and shit you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean so i've been with the same person for a long time so i was just kind of i wasn't 40 but i was yeah. relating to a lot of i was stuff. early 20 so what do i know yeah. <laughs> uh, no, i didn't really get it is this is 40 i'm 20 years old <laughs> i don't get it yeah no but it was it's not just, for me yeah but it's just like i do miss like a pack theater watching a comedy together and yeah. just the laughs just just like you can't even hear yourself think because everybody's laughing so for hard. sure i remember one of the hardest time i've ever laughed was Forgetting Sarah Marshall, mm. the dick scene. I just uh, what an underrated movie. Never expected to see that on a big screen. T- like n- nobody expected to see that, and everybody was just like, oh, "What yeah. the fuck?" In the theater, it was like just one of the hardest laughs I've had in a long time, man. Yeah, just I, there is like a lost art of like just like straight comedies and like at the movie theater these days. It's like now all the buzz is between. It's always like these epic blockbuster things or horror movies. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, I love seeing horror movies with packed crowds. I also like the blockbusters, Guilty Pleasure. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That, that, that's not a knock on the guilt on the uh, blockbusters or the horror movies. Yeah. It's just like, just like, come on, comedies, what happened? Yeah. We don't need, let's stop worrying about offending people. Let's just, let's just do funny comedies and just have packed theaters just laughing our dicks off. It's, I miss that so much. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This is the end, I think, was the last movie I saw multiple times in theaters because I was just laughing so hard at it. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's one of my favorites, dude. I made a J out of J for J's. Yeah, out of joints for J. Yeah. Oh, there's just little just gems in there. I mean, it is a lot of inside jokes, but just as far as pure comedy goes. Just, D- Danny really... McBride's phenomenal in that movie. Oh, yeah, he's a ton of fun. Uh, the porn mag scene. Yeah, the, uh... Come all over these walls. Yeah, yeah come, up, come <laughs> over the fuck I want. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just like lately it's just been like Marvel movies – uh, DC, Star Wars, which again, these are all great. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hear that, Judd Apatow? If you're listening right now. Yeah, I took, I got his master class, the Judd Apatow master oh, class. Yeah? yeah, pretty cool. I did that, and uh, Steve Martin one, and then I'm, I'm actually in uh, uh, my school. I do full sale 
uh, online. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they actually do like the NXTs, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because uh, NXT Takeover. Uh, I mean, they take that on the road, but uh, their home base for like their uh, TV tapings. Yeah, is the school. Yeah. Yeah, I went down there and I did like a tour of the facilities and shit. So we got to see like where everything was set up and stuff. It was pretty cool. Is the studio a lot smaller than it looks on TV? No, it's pretty fucking big. It's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, it's Very a big. Cool. Like that's where they did the orientation. So like all these families were there and shit. They had a big stage set up, but it was pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And then, uh, but like, so I'm doing creative writing for like entertainment and media. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I like, uh, like a lot of the times, like every class, every month's different. So they'll hook me up with like, it's not like I'm doing a semester of five shitty classes. So like, if I I have one class I don't really like, it's only one month long. I just have to power through it, and then I'm on to the next one. But a lot of it is like, yeah, it's untraditional. It's like I don't know. It's pretty cool. I like it. I was gonna ask uh, now, how has taking creative writing um because you started doing comedy before you started taking these classes yeah yeah how much of have your or how much has your writing changed since taking these classes like is there a new way you approach it is there a new structure to the way you write well now it's uh i'm still like analyzing stuff right now we we've barely gotten into like the writing portions of stuff like uh, if we do, it's very structured and like I have to do like a pre-signed assignment. So like they'll give me like six things to write about. Like, for instance, this month they gave me six short stories that I have to write. I have to pick one out of six. And like it's like somebody is uh, like scared that their neighbor's spying on them. And then this turns into an event. So I'll probably end up using that one and trying to make it a comedy. Okay. So I'm trying my hardest to make everything a comedy to just to get the most out of it. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going pretty good, but, uh, it doesn't translate to stand up because, uh, as far as creative writing goes, you're trying to be creative and you're trying to, uh, not use like, you're trying to, I don't know, fall in roles and be creative and not use standard, I don't know, I guess like typical words, yeah. uh, word structure and stuff like that. So like, a lot of it's like a game to where it's like you're not allowed to use these types of words. You can't use any descriptors. Write a short story for like a thousand words, like not using like to or and or I or is and shit like that. It's crazy. And uh, so it doesn't translate well to stage because nobody fucking talks like that. Right. Yeah. But some of it, uh, some of it's good. Like, I think it's helped me. My bits that were more one liners flow into my set and become more story oriented. Yeah. 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 Oh, look. We got a walk-in? We got a walk-in. Yeah. Who is that? Tanner? That or is, is that? That's Tanner. Oh, right on. We should, I should have him on soon enough, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to Good talk man. about. Tanner Oliver. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's going pretty good. But uh, hopefully in, in the hopes that I'll fucking write a movie one day, uh, comedy, and get yeah. something back out there. I mean, it's definitely good to be, like, writing things that aren't just your stand-up. Yeah. Just because then those thoughts are still in your head for the longest time. It's just, like, you should get them out. Whether you actually release them to the public, you should at least write about it. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. It'll be a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so how you been, man? So, aside from the Rumble, you're still doing shows. You're still getting up. I see you getting on shows here and there. Are you still? Uh, I'm still pretty busy. I mean, yeah. I live with two other comedians, so yep. it's just, it's kind of nice when you, like, I mean, I lived with comedians for the last like couple years yeah because so you lived nice, out in lansing uh, right yeah. is uh yeah no i lived in lansing for a year with uh louis michaels zach Bercar, james couture jake ford and uh now uh, my spot is being uh, repl- uh filled with uh, replacement brett as they call him yeah oh uh, luke nesbitt luke <laughs> sweet baby boy luke yeah i'll go on the record to say luke nesbitt is the only comic i think 
maybe the, or he was the first comic to ask me like how to get in at the uh, Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase and actually took 100% of the advice I gave him and then got in. Okay. Because so many people like uh, Tanner's doing his like da 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 he got the text. That's good. Yeah. He uh so like there's a lot of comedians who ask like how to get in at certain clubs and then you tell them and then it's like it goes in one ear out the other. Luke's one of the few people that actually I told him what to do and then you're not gonna believe this. He actually did it. Okay. And so then, what uh, what's the secret, man? For oh, people secret, listening. Oh, for me. Like, <laughs> for, just show up. Yeah. That's the big one. It's yeah. just like Roger's such an old man with like technology. Like he he'll read emails, but it's so few and far between. It's like just be he, there. Yeah, just like show up, shortlist. That's a big one. It's just shortlisting now because uh, it's not the order in which you show up to get on the shortlist. It's just get there by six, between 6.30, 6.45. He puts all the names in the hat and then he draws at random. Okay. And the thing now he does is he keeps a tally on who keeps like showing up to shortlist because he takes that into account when he makes the list for the open mic. Oh, cool. And uh, the other thing too is just, I mean, without sounding like I'm just stating the obvious, just, just be a good comic and not a dick. Yeah, that's that's just so huge for him, and not go over your time. Not going over your time, as long as you don't do that, you are like a god to him. Yeah, if you go over your time, he fuck don't even show up anymore. No, I'm like a fighter pilot that bails too early. Like I'll pull my ripcord and, and get the fuck it. out of there. Yeah, if I see the light, I'm like, all right, I'll stop mid joke. Like, oh, that's my time. Oh yeah, yeah. If somebody does that, where like a second, like they see the light flashing. And they're just like, oh, that's my time. Bite. Like, Roger, will, <laughs> he'll laugh it off. Like, ah, he caught it. Yeah. Like, but if it's like 10 seconds, he'll just be like flicking the light. Just like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. And then, like, uh, there's been a few times where people have gone over like 45 seconds. And he is literally, he'll, like, pick up the God mic. I just kind of, like, pulled yeah, it away. Yeah. He'll pick up the God mic. And then he'll set it down. And then he'll physically yell, get the fuck off my stage. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, they do, and then uh, they do not get to see that stage for upwards six months to a year. Yeah, quite some time. Yeah, so. I know uh, Kevin Key had, like, a pretty good story. He was telling me he went over it, and uh, I actually heard the story from Justin O'Leary first, and then I confirmed it with Kevin. Love Justin. Yeah, he's a great guy. And uh, so he told me the story, but I guess he was there. Kevin showed up, and uh, Kevin was still pretty new, and uh, he had, like, a bunch of people there to see him. Like, he might have brought, like, eight to 12 people. And, uh, he, he went outside for a cigarette during roll call and came back down and, uh, uh, he had missed his spot. And Roger was like, Roger was going to let him on. He was just kind of giving him shit, you know? And, uh, he's like, uh, what about me, man? He's like, you weren't here for roll call. You're not going up. And everybody's like, dude, just play it cool. You'll get up. He'll put you up. So he put him up and then he fucking went over and like, like he got off and Roger was giving him the business. And Justin said he could see him mouth like you did that. I let you on and you fucked me. Fuck me. Fuck you, dude, is what Roger said to Kevin. And like uh, Kevin told me the same thing. And he's like, yeah, that's definitely what he said. I just thought it was so funny that he's like, I let you on and you fucked me. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin has since learned his lesson. Yeah, he he, uh, he shortlists there now. Yeah, he's uh, like a regular. He lives out here, right? Uh, he lives kind of near here. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a regular. Like he doesn't regularly make the list. He regularly hangs out there. Yeah, I think enough times passed. He's slowly getting like acclimated to like being there again. Okay. Which he's another guy I'm like rooting for. He's good. Yeah, I he's like a him great a lot. guy. I actually knew him before stand up. Like we have a mutual friend from like junior high. Nice. Yeah, a little weird. 
Yeah, no, uh, he's a great guy. He's a very funny guy, too, sometimes unintentionally. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, very funny offstage. Yes. Yeah. He's one of the few guys, yeah, who's equally as funny offstage as he is on. Yeah. Uh, he'll ask you ridiculous questions. He, uh, We did 50 first jokes together. He came over, and it's like 2 in the morning. He's like, I'm not going to say drunk, but he's like, he's getting there. And the last thing he says, he's like, all right, bro, let me ask you this question before I go. He goes, what's your least? <laughs> That's a fucking pretty good cabin, dude. Thank you. Goes, what's your favorite thing about your least favorite thing? And I was just like, this is the shit you come up with when you're drunk. I can't come up with half as introspective shit sober. Yeah. <laughs> and then I told him, I was like, I gave my answer. I was just like, uh, uh, my least favorite thing is rejection. And my favorite thing about it is it gives me a chance to work on myself as a person. And then he just like, I have to set the mic down real quick. Yeah. And he just goes. <laughs> that's a good one man like, that's quick that's a quick answer too that's a phenomenal answer for oh me. that was the thing too i was just like i've never thought about that before in my life and i think that's what caught him off guard because he almost presented the question he's like i'm about to fuck him over i'm gonna so blow bad. his mind yeah yeah and then when i had an answer i think that the fact it wasn't my answer that made him do that i think it was the fact that i had an answer so quickly made yeah. him go like whoa <laughs> yeah that's crazy, man. That's a good question, though. It is a really good question, and I might start asking other people that. Yeah, it's for interesting. real. That's an icebreaker for sure. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Kevin. Let's put that out there. It's like if you want to start making friends, you want to just start like uh, connecting with people. Yeah, start ask, ask, that. Yeah. ask that question. Yeah, for sure, man. I wonder if he'll listen to this. I'll tell him. I'll tell him we mentioned his name. Oh, we and can then... we can plug every person we name drop because that'll just because comedian, but not yeah, say what we said. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, we talked about Kevin in this episode. Yeah. My favorite thing about uh, Big Time Garbage for the longest time is the way Brett Mercer would get me to listen. There's another guy we can name drop. Yeah. Is uh, he would just say, hey, we talked about Cinema Rose Crunched on this episode. <laughs> but he wouldn't specify whether he said he liked that or not. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, they always said nice things. Yeah. Like, shout out to those guys. But uh, it was just like the easiest way to get because I was like, yeah, I don't really listen to your show. <laughs> not because I don't. It's just I have 40 friends with podcasts. Awesome. Like, I, yeah, there's so many. It's dude. just like I, I don't like even listening to interviews that I do. Yeah. And uh, but I would listen to him just to be like, oh, is he talking shit? Yeah. Oh, no, he's just saying he's on my show coming up. in two weeks. <laughs> it's, it's at the very end. It's just his plug. Yeah, yeah, it's literally just a plug. And I waited an hour and a half to hear it. But that uh, so that's a good uh, topic right there that we were talking about. So I was talking about the movie showcases a little bit. Yeah. But you used to do Cinema Rose Crunch. Is that coming back or you still do that? Uh, the plan would be try it out a couple times as a house show. Like OK, here. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, the thing is, like. Dan Turco brought it back one uh, shout out to Dan. He uh he uh we did it at un not un, what the hell is the name? Or Supernatural Brewing. I almost said unruly. That's Muskegon. Yeah. Supernatural in Livonia. And we did it as a one-time thing. It was a small audience cuz uh like we didn't do a ton of promotion. I had other shows going on around the time that I thought were more important. So uh we did it there and it was really fun. But the problem is when you do it in public, you run the risk of all these production fuck-ups and like people dropping but if i just do it at my house yeah where i don't have to like be picky with the movie i pick i don't have to like there's no third party involved it's just i just run it exactly how i want and that's another creative comedy show like it's like the rumble to where yeah you know it's a thing you want to explain it for the people listening it's basically mystery science theater if it was a single elimination tournament we start with eight comedians two of them are on microphones and they roast a movie for a section of it eight to ten minutes whatever uh, audience uh, decides who's the funniest or that or I just decide who did the better job. <laughs> uh, I mean, it sometimes eats up too much time to have the audience vote for stuff. Yeah. 
Um, so most of the time they're terrible movies. Yeah. Yeah. Usually terrible movies. Occasionally we'll do like a fun gem or we'll do a nostalgia thing to see if it still holds up Airbud, Yeah. Space Jam. Um, but what we'll do is we'll just basically do what mystery science theater does, but if it was a competition and then the winner got a championship belt, were you uh big into sports as a kid? You would think <laughs> I like, okay. I like, I just hockey. love elimination, dude. I just fucking love dropping people out. Oh dude. I sincerely like, I think I liked a like tournaments lists, uh, brackets. Like I think the way my brain works, I liked all of that stuff more than the sports themselves. Like I used to be obsessed with looking up the stats for like sports stuff yeah. without giving a fuck about the sport. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be honest. I liked hockey a lot and I liked playing it. But, like, I would be the guy who was, like, I did not give a fuck about, like, watching the game. But I would, like, when my dad would read the newspaper, I'd say, can I have the sports section? And I would just look to see, like, the, uh, all right, who is winning in their respective, like, division or whatever. Like, their win-loss record, yeah. points, all that stuff. I liked keeping track of that for some reason. Wow. And th- there's something about my brain that just liked. Pretty like, analytical. Yeah. I don't okay. know why I liked it either. Like, to this day, I still like making lists. And I think that's probably my interest in the Rumble is, like, having, like, s- like scores and, like, lists and, like, competition kind of stuff. Right on. But, uh, yeah. So, when I started doing uh, cinema, it was just, like, I like the idea of doing, like, I really do like tournaments for some reason. I like contests and I like tournaments. But the thing is, just, like, most comedy contests, like, in general suck. And they're just, like, there's so much ego involved in them. Yeah. And also, too, like, there's just a lot of people who, like, win by bringing people. And then they just have this false sense of accomplishment. It's like, eh, did you really win? Yeah. So I was like, if I'm going to do a contest, I'm going to at least make it fun for everybody involved. And I started running this way before I started running the Rumbles. And the reason I stopped doing it, it was just like, again, like the venue I was running it was Sellerman's. Yeah. And those guys are great. But like RIP. Yeah. RIP. But sometimes they had issues promoting it because sometimes, you know, with movies, you know, it's like a copyright thing. Yeah. So they have to be vague with the uh, promotion. And now we had several like really killer shows. Like the one we did of American Psycho was the best representation of what i wish that show was every single time okay because it was my favorite movie and it's still one of my favorite movies um but it was basically like a roast of that movie but also like a roast of me because people call me shit yeah, like Blonde yeah. Bateman. <laughs> so it was just like a fun like people got to roast me and then like it was cool because there was like uh they actually promoted this one and they did it in like a vague enough way where people were like oh we're roasting american psycho but they didn't really like so they wouldn't get shit from like people yeah like promoting it online um so we actually had a decent audience for it like that wasn't like people that are just regulars at the show in general it was like a lot of like outside people actually checked it out and we roasted it and it made me go oh so there this show has like the potential to like be something really bigger but like around this time is when i started like running the rumbles and that became like a focus because it's like there's no i don't have to worry about copyrighted like music or movies or anything like that yeah so it just became easier to like give that all my focus so when i was doing both of those at the same time i was like i have to drop one at least for now yeah that's a lot that's a lot to carry it's a lot to carry and also like the rumbles were starting to like build but like cinema kind of was like falling apart a little bit and like the last one we did, like the last one we did, we roasted a quiet place, and like that was a fun one to roast. Yeah, it, dude, I can imagine. And the thing was, it was like the show was fun, but uh, it just kind of the it was the last one. I kind of was like losing interest in like running the show as it was happening, and I was okay. like, okay, that's usually my way of 
realizing I need to take a break from yeah. this. And also there was one guy like uh, talking shit about the show the entire time at the what? bar. Yeah, no, it was just some random dude, and uh, he didn't ex- he didn't know the show was going on. Came uh, in. didn't know the show was going on. He was just he was just annoyed that we were like roasting this movie essentially, basically. <laughs> the fuck? Oh no, the funniest <laughs> part was uh, like he uh, Blaine was nice enough to tell me like every little comment he made like specifically. So <laughs> uh, at the end of the show, when I did my thank you speech for like, uh, hey guys, thanks for uh, like, this is our last show. Thank you so much for coming out. And then I just basically repeated back everything that guy said, watched his ears perk up. Yeah. Like he said, uh, he's like, I'm tr- like one of the comments he made was like, he's like, because uh, one of his buddies walked in. He's like, uh, hey, man, what are you up to? And he's just like, I'm trying to watch this movie, but these retards are yelling over it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I had made several comments about that. And he just thought it was like, a fu- he's just coming to watch a movie? No, That's- he was just like, he wa- had no idea the show was going on. He just okay. saw that there was a movie playing, and then all of a sudden, like, people were talking like, about roasting it. it. Here's the thing. Everybody on the side of the room where, like, the show was happening was having a great time. Yeah. It was just this, like, and all the other people that were there just to drink, you know, they were minding their own business, but this one guy just kept making comments to himself. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> finally, like, Blaine came over, and he just told me some of the shit this guy was saying. And then when it, it came time at the end, I just basically called out every single thing he said. And uh, he kind of just looked at me like an asshole, but I just realized like power and numbers, like everybody on my side of the room is just like, it was like, yeah, he could come over and like try to like, what the fuck is going to, yeah. What is well, he going like, to do? What the fuck are you going to do? dude? Yeah. So it was just basically, I was like, no, this show is fun. Everybody over here is having fun. Yeah. You're just being a dick for no reason. Majority rule. So yeah. yeah, I just like, I basically just like low key chewed him out. Like indirectly. I just said like, uh, thank you guys for coming out tonight. You know, this show has been a blast to do. Just a bunch of retards talking over a movie. <laughs> like, basically saying everything he said back to me and then, like, said specific... Like, when he started saying specific things, I just started getting even more specific. So he started, like, realizing... He knew Oh, like, he heard every single thing I said. And by the last one, I just, like... I looked him dead in the eyes from, like... <laughs> the booth like at him while i was saying it and he couldn't and like his thing is like i'm really bad with eye contact yeah but th- i was so mad that i like had us basically a staring contest with this guy <laughs> and he broke first and i was like oh I yeah win. hell yeah that's a pretty good feeling yeah, that's a good feeling when i can maintain eye contact with somebody being a dick it's yeah it's just like because it was it, like it was one of those things it was just like i was like i could just let it go but it's just like eh, when you don't call people out for being dicks like that they just continue to do it yeah so yeah i mean that was a good time what was cool is like uh like that was the one thing that i missed like i i wanted to do but i couldn't do on the movie showcases was do older movies like yeah. i'd love to do call classics but on top of the theater rental you have to rent the film oh yeah and, and it's that's just not cheap no it's not so i was actually thinking about going to a different venue that already shows old movies and like talking to them and probably doing it because i know Mark Sweetman does a thing where he goes to the Redford Theater and he like reviews cartoons and then talks about the cartoons after like Interesting. old timey cartoons. Yeah. So I was thinking about hitting up a venue and trying Robert to do Schneider that. told me to reach out to some like music or uh, some movie place in uh, Hamtramck that just opened. I oh, forget okay. the name of it. But uh, he told me to hit them up and uh, I have yet to get around to that just from being busy. But yeah. That's a place in Hamtramck. That yeah, might for be sure. Worth looking. I got. I don't even know the name of it. My phone's still charging in the other room. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll get an update on that. Okay. Sooner or later. And then uh, to switch back to regular comedy talk, less producing shows. You're actually. I got tickets to see you on Friday. Yes. Open for Mark Norman, and it's not your first time doing that. It'll be my fourth. Holy shit, man! That's awesome. Thank you. Hasn't 
What? Go on. I was going to say, are you on uh, going to the early or are you going to the late? I'm going to the late show. I got a yeah. couple of buddies, too. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, I'm excited. My birthday is on Sunday, so it's like a birthday gift. So, oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so I'm pumped, dude. And uh, I don't know. Has anybody told you? So here's the deal. When I when I watch your set, has anybody told you it's like Mark Norman? Yes. Okay. And I the influence is very clear. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's om- I don't know how you guys do it, but it's like I don't want to say it's a shallow set because that's the wrong choice of words. Somehow you turn one liners into a streamed bit like it's yes. very t- it's so fucking tight you're very tight man uh i think that might be and i've talked to mark openly about this and we uh we've kind of not addressed it like but we kind of are aware that we're similar yeah uh, I just kind of look at hit Mark as just like if we're, like if we're Pokemon, I'm like the first evolution. <laughs> he's the like the better. Yeah, like uh, that's a fucking that's a perfect way to look yeah, at. Yeah, like it, I'm man. Charmeleon, he's Charizard. Yeah, for sure. So I look yeah. at uh, the thing is like I think Mark's kind of a similar way. It's just like when you say not shallow is not the word, but I 100 percent like I would say it's, yeah. We don't necessarily like we're not being so personal that we like connect, so to speak. It's just like we're joke robots. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. You're. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. Yeah. yeah. You guys are pushing out the punches. Yeah. yeah. We're pushing out the punches, but we're not really making a connection, so to speak, which I'm fine with. But because like, again, when you say like, well, shallow, you, you still kind of do. I, I really I shallow is such a wrong. No, no, word. no, 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 no. I'm not. I just meant in sense of like a story bit. Yeah. Or like that. Like you guys are quick and like i feel like that was a bad choice of words no now it sounds like no when you uh no no no. here's the thing is when uh you said shell i've had a few people tell me the same thing and they always like think they're like they always think they're being rude it's like no i 100 percent get it is just because you do talk about personal stuff i talk about personal stuff but sometimes again it is just so quick it's not like i'm telling like uh, a story where I'm giving you time to connect with me as like a person. Cause yeah. I'm just like, I was like, I don't care about the connection. I just want to get the jokes out as yeah. many of them as I can. Yeah. So no, I take no offense. Cause I okay. know exactly what I trust me. I'm more self-aware of it than most people <laughs> Okay. Yeah. or I try to be. Yeah. Cause I did not mean it negative at all. It's, it's been, I didn't yeah. interpret it. So okay, either, cool. So. Right on. No, but uh, that's fucking awesome, man. So uh, you worked out with a, uh, worked with them on the showcase or something or. Uh, okay. Here's what happened. Uh, Carl Johnson good friend of mine he actually him and west ward hit me up a little bit ago and they're like hey we're writing right now you want to come i was like i'm recording a podcast i'll see you guys i can see you any other day of the week yeah uh so carl was asked to do a benefit and uh mark norman was the headliner oh shit and uh this was like up in chastening michigan and uh, the guy who was running it or the guy who was booking it uh told carl you are my favorite host i've had i'd love for you to host this thing so it was at the time it was just uh Carl and then Mark. And then Carl was kind of he's like, oh, I'm excited to do this, but I he's like, I hate hosting. I'm not a great host. And then I told I kind of was like, Mark's my favorite comic. How do I I was like, Hey Carl, see if they need a host. Yeah. So that was just my brain just trying to capitalize straight up. I was like, Yeah, I'm totally gonna use my friendship with Carl to see if I can make this happen. For sure. So he hit up Matt, the guy who was like booking it, and he was just like, Hey, can I bring a guy to host? And he really kind of did the wingman thing. He's just like, I think it would help the show if we had a host. Uh-huh. And then I go up and he's like, I think it would set up Mark even better. He's like, That's a great idea. Hits me up and he goes, uh, yeah. And oh, I was yeah. sitting there, and my thought was like, okay, this isn't real until I actually show up and I see Mark. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, they probably I'm, they probably fucked up the name on the poster, and it's probably his name is like Mike Normand or something like that. <laughs> so 
sitting in the green room. They're like, all right, Mark will be here in five minutes. And I'm like, okay. Just not thinking much of it. He opens the door, and then he's very much the same guy in real life. Hey, hey. Yeah. yeah. And he walks. I was like, damn. Yeah. Did the show. Hosted. Did well enough. Yeah. That he liked it. And then um, he was like, hey, great to work with you. And then I said, um, he mentioned that he was going to do a spot because he was at Ridley's Thursday through Saturday. He okay. flew in a day early to do this benefit. In okay. So <clears throat> he um, had gotten an offer from Ray and Laura. Uh, to do the showcase. Show. Yeah. Yeah, Man, I miss that fucking show. That was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Laura had just done a benefit back in January. So, I mean, maybe they'll start going back into doing it maybe, not even as a monthly, but just pop up pop like up. benefits yeah, and that'd stuff. Be that'd be cool. Um, They had made an offer to Mark. He's like, hey, if you want to pop in after your Thursday show, we can throw you a little money and you can work on some stuff. He's like, hey, that sounds great. I'm gay or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A huge faggot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Classic Mark. Yeah. He, uh, so he's like, yeah, that sounds great. And then I had mentioned that to him and he's just like yeah that would be and this is before like really like uber or anything was like really a thing okay and uh i'm sure i'm sure maybe it was but it wasn't what it is now and uh i was just like hey i'm also on that i wasn't i just said i was like hey i'm also like on that show do you need a lift and he's like that would be great and i was just like uh yeah could you possibly get me as a plus one up for your thursday show and then he was just like uh yeah, do you want to do a guest spot? And then I just reached out to Ridley and said, hey, Mark uh, proved a guest spot. I hadn't heard back from him quite yet. And then day of the show gets there. And uh, I just go, uh, Mark tries to give me a free ticket. And then at the time, they had a weird thing about like plus ones or something. So Mark was just like, yeah, let's get him a guest spot. So they literally called Ridley and just basically were just like, uh, yeah, Mark says this guy, he wants this guy to do a guest spot. What's his name? Uh, Brett Hayden and Mark didn't really know me that well at the time he's just like okay if Mark approves of him we'll do it for sure so then I did the guest spot and then I hung out with Mark at Ray and Laura's and then we've been friends ever since right on man definitely the least important person in his phone but <laughs> yeah like about a month later uh, I was starting to really start uh, getting some traction at the showcase and then when uh, Mark popped up on their calendar I just said hey I've worked with Mark before can I host that? And then I did a weekend with Mark there. And then I did another weekend in Chessening. It was the same like benefit, but it, they did three shows because okay. like, the charity had grown enough. And then we did that weekend together. I was like a co-feature. Okay. And then this time around, I was originally... The one coming up at Ridley's, true story, I was originally scheduled to feature for Joe List. Oh, wow. So That's I another good pairing for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I went on the website just to see if the ticket link was up, and it was pictures of Mark on those same dates. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So, so did Joe give the spot to Mark or something? Uh, turns out Joe had gotten an offer from Roger to headline the showcase the very next week. Oh, okay. So he rescheduled his Comedy Castle like headline to May so he could space it out a little bit. Okay. And... Uh, then I guess he probably just like was just didn't doing the buddy system. He's just like, hey, Mark's still available that weekend. I'm sure he would love to headline your club again. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, 
I mean, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm still in the feature spot. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll work with this guy again. Uh, Every yeah. time I work with Mark, I get new people who follow me on, like, Instagram and Twitter and all oh, that yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. You're such a good pairing, and the feature is even better for you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's the everybody's, spot. Yeah, it's so perfect. That's such a it, – it's going to be – I'm excited for Friday, dude. It's going to be a blast. Oh, no. It's, it's going to be fun. And yeah. The amount of comics, especially, that are told me they're coming to those shows. Yeah. Like, especially, like, I, that's how you know, like, a comic's good when, like, half the comedy scene is going to those shows. For sure, yeah. Like, I know you're going, uh, Luke Nesbitt's going, Trevor Tress, Jacob Barr, Demetrius Fields, um, Brian Kalisher. He doesn't do a lot of comedy anymore, but uh, that was, like, he's, like, a newer guy. He's really cool. Uh, Pranay Chattervedi? I know I'm butchering his name but he's going to some shows ryan brown's going to a show or two evan shishella is going to a show there's just a oh, lot yeah there's a lot of comedians and i was like fuck yeah yeah dude you got a good weekend man uh, i'm, that's I'm a good pumped one. man yeah. oh my grandma's going to the San- Saturday yeah that's early. what you were saying yeah uh, yeah i'm using that as a selling point diana graham texted me she's just like is your grandma actually going and then i was just like yeah she's actually going she's like huh I might go to that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Diana's a sweetheart, too. I just did a Valentine's show with her, and she, like, gave all the comedians Valentines and stuff. It was fucking nice. It was oh, cool. yeah. Sweet lady. Yeah. Sweet gal. Yeah. Yeah, but that's fucking dope, man. I'm excited. So how many shows is it this weekend? Five? Uh, Yep. One Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Do you listen? So I know you're a fan of Mark Norman. Do you listen to his podcast at all? Uh, I don't listen to it every single week. I am a Tuesday. Like, I'm on a Facebook group Okay. for uh, Tuesdays. Um, but what's the name of the group? It's literally just called like uh, Tuesdays with Stories fans. Okay, <laughs> I will say the guy who runs it, his name is Brian something. He actually runs a website called comedyartwork.com and he specifically he does commission for like comedians. Oh, okay, like he just does artwork for a lot of like New York comics. He'll do it for any comedian, but his stuff's really cool. Comedyartwork.com, check yeah. it out. That's cool. Yeah, comedy artwork on Instagram as well. I had um, I got a fucking poster made from Mark Rudolph. He's like a local artist. He did all the Ray and Laura yeah, shows. Yeah, it's I, a it's a sweet poster, but like, it was. I wish I got something else because like I, I'm not really moving them. Like nobody wants a fucking poster of my face. Like they don't even know who I am. Like I wasn't thinking about it. It's cool to have as a cover photo on yeah. my comedy profile, but the fuck am i doing with these posters man oh yeah my fear is that i'm gonna get into a car crash and they'll just be like splattered across the freeway with my dead body yeah they'll just look so vain like, yeah no uh mark rudolph is another guy like i looked at like the big time garbage fest t-shirt i was just like oh if i really... for the first year yeah yeah that's what really made me reach out to him yeah i was like oh i like that style yeah so like if i do like if my thing with like mike cortada doesn't work out i might just support local and just like see if uh, mark wants to do something cool for the rumble yeah yeah that'd be cool Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Where are we at for time? What are we looking at? Oh, shit. All right. Yeah, we can wrap up. Uh, we just hit an hour 12. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. It goes. It flies by. Yeah. We yeah. just did uh, the whole movie Airplane almost. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah, yeah. Just as funny. Just. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'll ask you this to wrap up. You got anything cool coming up? Uh, well, I mean, I don't get to see you nearly as often as I used to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just started. Uh, I'm going to be running a show out in South Lyon now at Aubrey's Pizzeria. We did like a lighten up show there. Nice. And uh, they really liked it. We uh, They put us on their mailing list. And we sold out the like in three days. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So they want to do a monthly show there now. Uh, so I'd love to have you out on that sometime. Of course. Uh, so I just like invested in a nice PA, and uh, so I'm going to be doing that. And uh, as far as lighten up goes, we actually have like 
all the Arbery's pizzas want us now. So we're like doing a pizzeria circuit or some shit. I don't know. Dude, I'm into it. Yeah. And then uh, so we'll see how that goes. Like, like I said, I'm unemployed. So doing comedy is like subsidizing money. So hopefully these other ones want monthly shows, too. Yeah. Um, and then we're actually um, I'm going to go to L.A. Uh, I'll be going to San Francisco in March for my wife's 30th birthday. But I just got up at the Comedy Palace. Like uh, they're gonna put me on two shows on Saturday. Cool. Brandon Young helped me with that. It was pretty cool. And then uh, we're doing in April uh, a lighten up comedy tour. We're gonna like it's uh, Midwest, Michigan, and then we're hitting Chicago for a couple dates and stuff like that. So hell yeah, yeah. So it'll be a good time. So that's you, Steve Hansen, and Billy Reno. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's it's a good lineup. Like yeah, you know, you get a little bit of taste of everything. Yeah. Younger to older, it's pretty good. I don't know. We just uh, kind of gel. I like to say it's like old time garbage, uh, old time garbage, like big time garbage, but for older people, you know what I mean? Yeah, just old time garbage. <laughs> old time garbage, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I try to like I do the same thing with Tanner and Eric. I think we're like we're similar, but we're different enough. If you put us back to back, we're completely different people, but we're all still just try to be as rooted in just traditional stand up as possible. Yeah, so. yeah, try it. So, uh, you want to promote anything? You got anything coming up besides this weekend? Um, besides the weekend with Norman, uh, low ticket alert. Uh, get your tickets before those are gone. I know like Thursday there's still a decent amount available, but Saturday both of those are almost sold out or okay. if not already. Um, outside of that, I mean, follow me on Instagram at Brad Hayden, Twitter uh, at Brad Hayden one T, the number one letter T. And then uh, follow Comedy Rumble on everything because uh, that tour, it is happening at the end of March, beginning of April. So it's Comedy Rumble on everything, including uh, Facebook at Comedy Rumble. For sure. Yeah, that's yeah. great, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. Thanks so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for being a part of it. I know we haven't had you. Well, we had you on one time and then we lost that fucking episode. Yeah, just yeah yeah just let's not do it again yeah <laughs> no this one will be a uh, keeper so i'll try we'll get this out this week too hell yeah man yeah cool all right thanks man see you dude bye